Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on NFL Week Number 11 for the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts at Lofinet on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with that little underscore, the little underscore over there on Twitter. And you can follow my guy Pierre, who is great at building lineups, does a fantastic job each week walking us through all the DFS podcasting or our contest that we got going on out there on DraftKings. He is over on Twitter as well, at Wee 31 on Twitter. Hello, Pierre. Hey, Wes. I'm curious. What, what kind of underscore was that? A little underscore. little underscore. How are we doing? Week 11, man. Week 11's here. NFL season's flying by. I wish it slowed down, but we got we to gotta keep up with the pace. Yes, we do. And and one of the ways I'm keeping up with the pace is I'm trying to check the weather forecasts for the different places. It's not always easy to do because there's a lot of different weather. And I, I realized one time I was looking at 2019's weather, which is going to absolutely <laughs> not help us out this week. But it looks like uh, as far as weather goes, it, it, it looks like it is going to be a little snowy in Buffalo this week, possibly. Yeah, they're saying like three to six feet, like not inches. Three to six feet. That's a that's a lot of snow. <laughs> I got I got to check out Pope's Hope over on Twitter see if he see what he thinks about this. I, I might do that during the game uh, during their podcast. I may just ask Pope because he lives up in that way. He's a big Buffalo fan and everything. And I'll ask him how the weather's going to be for Sunday just to get a little closer clarification. Because if it's it, I don't care where you live, it's three to six feet. You're probably getting a little more prepared than <laughs> if, if that happened down here in Alabama, my friend. We. <laughs> we got some ice here today. Um, even no just way. picking up the, the kid and I seen the SUV like slide off the road. I'm like, oh boy, but not three to six feet of snow. So it reminds me, the Colts actually had a game in Buffalo in, in 2017 with those type of conditions um, where like basically every time out, they were like bringing out shovels and plows, yeah. trying to clear at least the the, the line markers, like the, the yard lines. Um and if I remember that correctly, um, both running backs in each team had 35-plus carries. So pay attention. It could be a, a run fest in Buffalo this week. Well, I, I think back last last year, what was it? It was the New England-Buffalo game, if I'm not mistaken. I know it was New England was involved where all they did was run the ball because there was mm-hmm. those huge wins that were coming. But neither team really ran the ball effectively or well because everybody knew you could throw the football. So I wonder how similarly this game's going to be. Might be a week not to play those Buffalo Bills this week. Hey, Pierre, um, as I got ready for the show today, I just went ahead. I was on the computer, and it was Wednesday afternoon instead of a Tuesday afternoon like we usually look at this DraftKings contest. And I just clicked onto our contest uh, details for our DraftKings contest that we have for the DFS Dreamer podcast here. And I was able to go straight to the lineup, which reminded me that we had a DraftKings contest winner last week. We did. A uh, friend of the show, friend of ours, Mr. Uh, Coach Barry 10 is the username. Uh, so JB Barry, which I didn't hear from him. So I'm shocked because usually whenever he wins, like there's a little boasting taking place. But oh, yeah. a good lineup had a, a 169.54. Uh, went with Mahomes. So he didn't have fields. He went with Mahomes. Saquon Barkley, Jeff Wilson Jr., good value at running back, George Pickens, Zay Jones, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Travis Kelsey to, to pair up with Mahomes there, Matt Collins, Vikings D. That's a good one. That's a good one. And I'll tell you why he didn't boast. It's because he's big timing us now. He got that little blue check mark, you know, where they could pay Elon for. I think I don't know if he got. He might have got a uh, legit blue check mark. I don't know how to differentiate between them. He got a blue check mark though, so he's he's big timing us now, Pierre. 
<laughs> fair enough, fair enough. We, we actually have a little friendly wager. Oh. Uh, Matt Jones versus Matt Ryan for uh, um, Scott Fishbowl quarterback points. Oh. And he said he was probably going to win by default because Ryan got hurt, and they said he wasn't going to start the rest of the year. And Ryan was clearly ahead of Matt Jones. Well, guess who came back? Guess who got to start against the Raiders? I sent him the Undertaker gift, you know, riser from the dead, because Matt Ryan is back, and so is the wager. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. I told you he was going to come back. You, you didn't want you, you didn't want to face that reality of uh, Matt Ryan coming back. All right, let's hey, let's get into this though. Let's go. We got to go. We got to go. We got a lot of games. It feels like on this slate, we got eleven games here. Uh, I don't even have time to talk about the turf controversies that's coming up nowadays in the NFL or anything like that. So we just got to get into it. First game is Chicago and Atlanta. This is my Chicago Bears. This game total is forty nine points for this one, Pierre, and this one. Looks like a shootout, but I think everybody's going to be all over it this week. We know we, Justin Fields has had great weeks. It doesn't seem like Atlanta can really stop the run. That that's right there, Justin Fields' repertoire. And I, that, you know, the the backup the backup running back is now on IR. More opportunities for Fields. It feels like this looks like another Fields game, Pierre. Yeah, I think so. They didn't, they didn't price him up quite enough yet. So he's at seventy six hundred. He, he probably should be up there with the, the Josh Allens, the, the Hurts above 8K. Um, he is at a price where he has to get there. Like, he needs to to continue yeah. to do what he's doing. But if he's he's doing the 40 burgers like he's been doing, uh, just fine. But I agree, this will probably be a popular game. Both defenses, not very good. Um, in addition to it's indoors. So you got a lot of these games, like we're, we're probably going to get to here with, you know, weather, what's cold or windy or snowy. This will be inside, uh, so I do think this will be popular. I do like fields again. I don't think 7,600 is enough. Uh, the backfield gets more interesting, like you said, no Herbert. So now Dave Montgomery is going to be in play. Uh, I like him quite a bit. I still worry about his actual production, but 6,100 with no one behind him, uh, he could definitely be in play. Watch his news. Like he was out of practice today, set personal. Um, don't know what that means. Uh, so just continue to monitor that throughout the week to make sure he actually plays as well, because otherwise um, it could get ugly. Uh, Mooney's about the only receiver um, I trust. They haven't really got Claypool involved. Trade a second-round pick for him, only playing him like 30% of the snaps. Don't understand that. Um, and then Kokomet, um, again, he missed practice too, uh, but he's been the, the beneficiary these last couple weeks, 20-plus fancy points. Uh, so if you are going to pair up someone with Fields, it should be Mooney um, or Kokomet. And then if you want to get different um, and get off of fields, uh, David Montgomery will likely be a, a good way to get leverage. If Montgomery, and I think Komet was just a maintenance day. I think he's getting to that point, and I know he got banged up a little bit towards the end of the game. So I, I do believe he's going to be in there. Uh, if not, maybe they'll just give another phone call to Graham off the sidelines or something like that. <laughs> you know, no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but the running backs, if David Montgomery does happen to miss this game, I'm telling you, you could fire up Travis Ebner. I think that's his name, Travis Ebner. Tristan Ebner. He, yeah, Tristan Ebner. He is a quick little booger, man. I mean, he he looks good every time he gets an opportunity to. Uh play and I think that when Montgomery missed earlier this year he took those backup roles the, the Khalil Herbert uh, usage and 
honestly, he looked good. He looked good in preseason. He was actually going to, you know, at the beginning of the year, they were talking about Montgomery maybe not being the main back there in Chicago. They were very confident in going with a Herbert and an Ebner this year. It was it was really strange what was going on. So if Ebner is in play at 4,200, I'm taking a shot at him. And you know who else I'm taking a shot on? I'm taking a shot on Marcus Mariota. I told you a couple weeks ago, I thought the Bears defense, they were just giving up on it. You know, just mm-hmm. saying, okay, forget it. We're in shootouts the rest of the way. And that's what yeah. happened so far with the Bears. And I think this is a great play for the Atlanta Falcons. I, I, I'm almost looking at them as being my main stack and trying to run it back with some Bears. Well, again, we, we speak leverage. That will be really good leverage on this game if everybody's playing fields. If you go to Mariota, you're going to set yourself apart. Uh, I think he needs to do it on the on the ground, um, similar to how Fields has kind of done it, because they just they don't pass the ball. <laughs> they've, right. they've, he's thrown it 30 times once what all year. No, twice. Week one and then uh, week 10. The only times he's thrown the ball 30 times, um, twice all year. So they're they're trying to run the ball. The, their backfield's a little crowded, too. Um, when you look at the fact, you know, they got Cordell Patterson back. They're trying to get Tyler Algier involved. Caleb Huntley, you know, is getting the ball. I think one of these guys will do well. Um, as you say, the Bears' defense hasn't been great either. They, they traded away a couple of their bigger pieces. So you, you probably want a piece of Atlanta. Um, I don't know which running back. I lean Cordell Patterson, a little bit of a revenge factor. Big time uh, revenge factor. Are you telling me it's a it's a big time Cordero Patterson does never he never forgets. Okay, he, if there's somebody who's going to have a revenge game, it's going to be Cordero Patterson, and that's this week at sixty two hundred. That I I can see another two or three touchdown game from him. That's what I yeah, think. and he's kind of been doing it every other game as well. So oh. this would be his on game. I don't like that he's only playing like forty percent of the snaps. That's yeah. been him the last couple weeks. So. I can't trust Arthur Smith, but I do think I would lean Cordell Patterson as well, just from a skill set standpoint. And then uh, really just two targets that you want, which is Drake London um, and Kyle Pitts. But the only person that Mariota can can throw it straight to seems to be Demir, Mer- Demir Bird. Uh, <laughs> if you watch those games, like he's overthrowing everybody. But Demir Bird, who's like one of the shortest guys on the team. So even though you want London or you want Pitts, Demir Bird's probably the guy you actually want. Because that's the only time that Marcus Mariota can show accuracy. Okay. Yes, but this is Cordero Patterson's Super Bowl, and and then he's then then if they lose this game, he's wrapped in bubble wrap until next season sometime, or he's getting traded from someplace. Well, he's getting traded back to the New England Patriots. Did he play for the Patriots? I think he played. Yeah, Uh, he's been there. The Vikings. He's been he's been around. These guys, he, he, that's what he's waiting for. But this is his Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens. This game totals at forty-one. Pierre, are we playing any, any, and you could, this, this short, fast answer, are we playing any Carolina Panthers this week? Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback. Are we firing up Foreman? Uh, he's probably the only one I would play. 5,900, not too expensive? I, I don't think so. I mean, I like the Ravens' run defense, but yeah. if I had to play one, it would be Foreman. Okay, Carolina's defense isn't all that great, so we're looking at some possibilities here for a stack or two uh, possible ways of doing it here with the Baltimore Ravens. We could take Lamar Jackson. I know we've talked about playing him naked before, but this looks like an opportunity maybe if Mark Andrews is right to get him in there. He's only 6,800 this week, and and I don't think that Carolina Panthers defense could stop him even though there's a big red 10 by him. Yeah, good price on Andrews. Um, haven't seen this since, you know, earlier around like week five. He was 6,900. So uh, if he's healthy, you can definitely play him. He's like a Kelsey that he kind of sets himself apart from the field with uh, a big gain if he gets you 20 plus. 
Um, he did practice today for the first time in week, so he's definitely the the one to pair up uh, with Lamar if you do want to to stack. Just because their receiving core is so banged up, mm-hmm. you know they're running out Deshaun Jackson uh, and his hamstrings a, a couple snaps there. They really only have Duvernay at wide receiver, so you definitely uh, want to go Andrews if he for some reason misses. Then likely uh, what, what would likely be the play. <laughs> At tight end there. Um, and I like this running back situation. So Carolina struggled on the ground. Um, so if if Kenyon Drake has it to himself, I like Kenyon Drake. I think Gus Edwards is expected to be back. Um, so Gus the bus, I feel, could be in play as well down at 5,500. Really good team total here as well. So they only got a 41-and-a-half game total. But the Ravens uh, have 27.8 points uh, for their team total right now, which is one of the highest, highest ones on the week. So they should be running the ball a lot. And really, you know, Lamar's running usage just isn't there like it used to be. You know what I mean? Like he's he's not running like he was in the past contract year, all that. We could read into it a little bit if we wanted to. But uh, regardless, the the stats are there where he's just not running the football a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still good for a yeah, quarterback. Like he's, he's, he's yeah. averaging like 9.6 attempts. But he's not getting like last year he had a couple, you know, he had a 20 attempt game. He had a 14, a 16. He's not really getting to that type of volume. You're right. I guess, I guess I've looked at the Baltimore. I've watched the Baltimore Ravens play. Maybe I've seen the games where he doesn't really run. But I, I'm like, okay, Lamar just doesn't run the football anymore. But, yeah, looking at those attempts, it is almost double digit every other game or so. Just probably situation dependent here. You know, but. he's just falling in love with Justin Fields and his rushing <laughs> upside. You just forget all about Lamar. Who? Lamar what? Who? What? Uh, okay, Cleveland and Buffalo. This game total dropped all the way down to 41. I don't know what it was before the forecast, but 41 seems like a pretty low point total. I guess the Cleveland offense isn't all that great, especially in the cold weather. I know Amari Cooper doesn't like that as far as a wide receiver goes, <laughs> and he's on the road. But uh, we're looking at the Buffalo Bills, and I would expect that they would be a little bit higher than that point total, Pierre, at home against a Cleveland Brown defense that's just not that great. Yeah, like we mentioned um, to start, it's the it's the weather. So this this opened at 47, and it's down to 41 and a half now. So I think the the snow is coming. <laughs> it's definitely going to be there. Uh, and when you just have snow games, like history shows you the the correlation to where it's just tougher to pass the ball. You know, your receivers can't really plant and make those type of cuts and, and run those routes that they need to run. Usually it's code routes, so you have the, the throwing issue with your quarterbacks as well. So I expect this to probably be a heavy run game. That being said, like I mentioned, if you look at the, the Colts and Bills game, similar situation uh, back in 2017, Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy were the running backs for each team. Both of them got 35-plus rushing attempts. So if that – if this – shapes up to be a similar type game you know Devin Singletary at 5800 you know he might be in play uh, Nick Chubb you know 8200 big price but if they're just going to hand the ball off anyways you know he's in play too as well uh, you obviously want points to be scored you know 35 carries for 100 yards isn't too great uh, when it comes to the the salary of Chubb but if he gets a touchdown on top of that you know then you're really rolling so I feel like this could be a running back game if the the snow is what they say it's going to be. I know they're even potentially considering moving the game, depending on what kind of plays out. So this is definitely a game to monitor from a weather standpoint. (laughs) I was just watching LaShawn McCoy highlights in my head. 
is what I was doing, Pierre. <laughs> and I that guy was so smooth, man. His jump cut, yo, he can stop on a dime, it feels like. And and I can see the towel waving from his waist as he runs. You know what I mean? That's the Sean mm-hmm. McCoy. And then I saw Frank Gore highlights too in my head. That that that's just plotting is all that was. It was just a plot, 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 plot. <laughs> It was entertaining, believe it or not. I think the score was like 10-7, but it was still a really entertaining game. Yeah, not from a DFS perspective. Washington no. at Houston. Taylor Heineke. He's doing it, man. He's going to be uh, beating out your guy Carson Wentz there at quarterback for the Washington Commanders after a big victory against the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't start yeah. going into your conspiracy stuff here. Don't, don't do it, man. Don't hey, primetime underdog. I, I, <laughs> I tweet it every week. I know it probably gets ignored by most, but it's a it's a thing. It's I a promise you, it's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. But this one's Washington at Houston. It looks like a fun little game to play, too. But here's my problem. Uh, when I'm looking at this one, this game total is only at 41 as well. Uh, and I think that Washington might be coming off, you know, this is a letdown spot. It's a big, huge letdown spot for them. If you think about their win on Monday Night Football against Philadelphia, and, uh, a big rivalry and, you know, the locker room setting where Ron Revere is talking about how his mother would be proud and stuff. Huge, huge emotional victory. And then they're going to go play Houston. You know what I mean? I mean, this it's hard to get back up for a game like that. I know these aren't college athletes. These are pros. But still, you know, it, it's tough to do something like that. It is um, a couple things though. So you mentioned the the Heineke trying to hold off Carson Wentz. So that's a that's a thing. Like he he wants to keep the starting job. He was named the starter, you know, a few minutes before we started recording. So he is going to be the starter this week. Uh, Wentz is scheduled to come back as well, uh, which thinks as a Coats fan because we need Wentz to play seventy percent of the snaps uh, in order for that third round pick to become a second round pick. So. The fact that Heineke's still playing, um, so that stinks. Selfish. But speaking of stinks, the Texans kind of stink too. Um, <laughs> and Davis Mills hasn't hasn't been great. I thought he could have a, a solid year. That has not been the case. Um, so now you're getting to that territory where some of these teams are going to be playing for you know a draft pick. And when you're looking at some of these quarterbacks coming out, your CJ Strouds or you know Bryce Youngs, the Texans want to be you know in that in that consideration for those guys. So you could see them. You know, maybe lay off a bit and play hard, but but not to the point of winning. So just just kind of be mindful of that. Um, I do like the running backs here on both sides. So mm-hmm. I like Gibson and Robinson. I think I still lean Gibson just because he gets the the passing down work. And he seems to get the, the goal line touches mm-hmm. for the most part as well. Um, so I like him at 5,600 against the Texans who have just stunk uh, against the run all year. We continue to, to pick on them. You know, we picked on, we had Barkley, I think, last week. We've had Henry. Uh, I know these aren't those types, but running backs just score against the Texans. So I like the the backfield there. Like McLaurin, he he still seems to to have the rapport with Heineke. Um, that shows each week he's under 6K at 5,900. And then running back on the other side, uh, Damian Pierce, 6,500. He hasn't really got that three times the value here the last few weeks or so, but he's still getting the volume that you want. Uh, if he can turn, uh, you know, some of these 90, 100 plus yard games with a touchdown, uh, he'll get over that 18 to 19 that you need. Uh, so I do like him also this week. We got to pay attention to Nico Collins too at 4100 going against that Washington Commanders defense. He had 10 targets last week, Pierre, at 16 mm-hmm. uh, fantasy points. That that pays off three times the value pretty easy at 4100 this week. Correct, and you've you seen the disgruntled like Brandon Cooks not getting traded. 
So yeah. they, they could be kind of gearing away from him a bit as well and, and turning to these young guys like Nico Collins to kind of be there for the future. And I like that commander's $3,100 defense as well. Yeah, they should be getting Chase Young back as well. I think mm-hmm. as long as things go well, you know, they get the big edge rusher back. So that's that's only going to help. Boy, isn't it going to be fun when Kyle Allen comes into this game for the Houston uh, Texans to play, face off against <laughs> Taylor Heineke? Yeah, that's, that's another revenge spot if necessary because he's he was in Washington before. Yeah. Yeah, and the Taylor Heineke connection, too. I think they were both kind of backups in that one weird, weird goofy yeah. year. Enough talk about them, too. <laughs> Philadelphia at Indianapolis, Pierre. This is the real game. This is what you're looking forward to here. 44-point total for this one. Philadelphia coming off a loss, going to march into Indianapolis against Jeff Saturday on a Sunday and take a second straight loss, Pierre. I hope, but I was kind of hoping they'd come in undefeated uh, that way. You know, they still maybe had the, a little arrogance, but the fact that they lost, I think they'll be motivated. Um, obviously, you, you got the the Eagles coming in. Nick Sirianni was a part of the coach staff a couple years ago himself as an offensive coordinator. So he should know um, a lot of the coach plays. And they're not going to change it because, you know, Parks <laughs> Frazier is their offensive coordinator. He's only 30 years old, never called plays until last week. So he's going to stick to what he knows. And I expect Nick Sirianna to know that as well. So it's going to be interesting. I do like our defense, but it, it could be an uphill battle for the Colts. It, the, the Jeff Saturday era may come back down to earth a bit. I hope we can pull it off. Uh, we look pretty good there against the Raiders. We're at home. We play better at home. But the Eagles are favored by six and a half on the road. You expect them to have a chip on their shoulder. So it, it could be interesting for us, for sure. I'm sorry, but but whenever Matt Ryan plays, I have a good time. And uh, Matt, <laughs> when, when Matt Ryan's playing, I think he's in play all the time if his price tag is down below 5500 each time. It's 5200 again. I know mm-hmm. it's the Eagles' defense, but Matt Ryan gets the job done from a DraftKings perspective. He had 23 DraftKings points last week, and granted, maybe he knew he was the starter all week long, and they just never let the cat out of the bag. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> I mean, he, he's going to be the starter again this week, I believe, and – I just could see him doing it again, and it puts all the wide receivers for Indianapolis back in play for me as well. You know, you got Pittman down there at 6,100. Paris Campbell, I think, is the guy I really want to target at 4,300 mm-hmm. uh, this week. He seemed to, he, he seemed to be the most active in somebody that has Matt Ryan's eyes, Pierre. Yeah, that's that seems to be the case. Like the last three games in which Matt Ryan has started, Paris Campbell's had you know 18 plus fantasy points. So. Definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, he's starting to look like the Ohio State guy that, you know, we drafted him to be. Uh, I do like Pittman's price as well, 6100 That's really low for, for Pittman. Uh, Lois, he's been all year. Well, we saw the, the Eagles kind of struggle in the secondary for the first time. You know, it gave up over 100 uh, to Terry McLaurin. Taylor Heineke, you know, drove them down the field. Oftentimes, the, the running backs got the scores. I think both running backs got a touchdown last week. But um we can put up some points you know it's possible i think philly's gonna score as well (laughs) you know Hurts is gonna go down we've always struggled with aj brown Uh, i think he could definitely be in play this week against us i do like you know um stefan gilmore but when you look at the just the strength of of aj brown and the fact he's coming off a one catch seven yard game right i expect him to to bounce back a bit here so there's some there's some guys in play um, tight end. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Goddard's going on the IR. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm guessing Grant um, um, Calterra 
yeah. is going to be the the one. I'm pretty sure he's a rookie. Uh, I want to say out of SMU. I have to look that up, but I'm guessing he would be the one to, to take over the Goddard role. But I don't know if they'll be able to depend on him like Goddard. So that should just open up, you know, more targets for AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Kez Watkins. That's all I got here. That's all I don't I know got. if they can get him the ball after that fumble. Like he, he kind of lost the game for him. Uh, had that big play, got up like no one touched him. He got up off the ground and then fumbled. That's that's gonna be hard to overcome. Okay. All right. Yeah, I could agree. Uh, we're going back to Jonathan Taylor this week, or did he? Or do we got to go two weeks in a row to be able to believe something like that? And we can't quite go up to that eight seventy eight hundred. Uh, this this run defense over Philadelphia seems kind of atrocious. It it looked vulnerable, yeah. um, and that's not usually the case. But seventy eight hundred, it's a good price. I mean, he hasn't been this price. You know, most of the time he's been healthy. Uh, that's why last week, like, he became in play against the Raiders, 7,500. The concern was the Colts' offensive line. And I said, if there's someone that can fix it, it's going to be, you know, all-pro center Jeff Saturday. And regardless of what he did, like, whatever tweaks he made, it, it couldn't have been much in a week. Uh, but it worked. Uh, he was the AFC uh, Offensive Player of the Week. Um, 7,800, still really good price at home on the turf. Uh, so I do like Jonathan Taylor. I don't like the 19-point the total. But as you saw last week, he breaks a 66-yarder for a touchdown. You're in, you're in good shape and uh, probably just hoping for more. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, approach with caution, I guess, is what we'll now, say. Both about defenses, Jonathan. too. I still like both defenses. So Colts, minimum. They're not minimum, but they're the cheapest defense on the, on the slate 2, of 2,200. Mm -hmm. That's a good price. Like, they, they've held their own. Uh, even against, you know, Kansas City, they put up six points, which is almost three times the value itself against Mahomes. Jalen Hurts uh, isn't Mahomes. Uh, then the Eagles, I know they struggled against Washington, but they have some pride. And the Colts in the past have had protection problems. If that rears his ugly head again, I think he could play, you know, either one of these defenses, both on the high end or the low end. All right. New York Jets at the New England Patriots, Pierre. This one is a 38-point game. Yeah, it's 38 points, man. And, and talk about a defensive battle. I don't know that I'd want to necessarily put any other defense in there other than I don't mind putting the Patriots, paying up at 3700 for these guys. Uh, the Jets just turn the ball over a lot, it feels like. Zach Wilson throws a lot of interceptions. And I believe that coming off of a bye week, I think both of these teams are coming off of a bye week, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and both so both defenses I think are are good. I don't think you're giving yeah. the Jets enough credit. Well, no, no, I agree with you. The Jets are a good defense as well. I just think that uh, the New England Patriots will run the ball a little bit more dedicated to the run than the New York Jets will. They'll still try and pass the ball, I believe, a couple of different times. And I don't mind any of these running backs, really. Ramonde Stevenson at 6,700, and I think I'd have to go with Carter at 5,400, but it's just that it's going against the Patriot defense. Yeah, it's tough. I, I always like the Patriots defense, especially at home. Yeah. Um, but again, I like the Jets defense as well. You look at them like the last five or six weeks, they've been really good and they're they're cheaper. So you're going to save some salary uh, okay. going with the Jets defense also. Um, they do have an extra week to, to kind of get James Robinson integrated. So we'll pay attention to that situation. To Not sure Carter will continue to be the main guy. Uh, they, they might just split, but that's just something to monitor. I do like um, Garrett Wilson's price quite a bit. Yeah. He's a uh, 4,900. You look at the last two weeks before the buy, seven uh, targets, nine targets, uh, had six for 115, had eight for 92. 
neither of those did he have a touchdown. So you're you're looking at 17.9 and 20 and a half without a touchdown in either of those games. One of those against these Patriots. Right. right. Uh, if he gets in the end zone, you're looking at a you know 25 plus day for 4900. Uh, they really don't have Elijah Moore that they're getting involved, and Corey Davis is still questionable. So Garrett Wilson uh, definitely in play at 4900. Tyler Conklin at 3,400. It might be a, one of those good, uh, you know, plays that nobody else is going to do. <laughs> but he True. he had 10 targets against the New England Patriots last time, and right now he's at 3,400. He had 26 DraftKings points last time against these New England Patriots, which may say that Bill Belichick won't let that happen again. You know, <laughs> he may, but he may not have the personnel to, to be able to do anything about it. No, no, you're right, and that's why I pointed out because it might just be one of those things where people are going, "Oh, I ain't playing that game. It's a under, it's a low game." But man, Tyler Conklin ate it up last week, uh, last time they played. So, agree. Right. Watch again another weather game. All these East Coast games, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Make sure you're paying attention. Well, I I don't pay anything. I just, just don't pay, especially pay attention, Pierre. Uh, next game, I think, and I just jumped, Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. 38.5 point total for this one, Pierre. I can't believe when I'm sitting here looking at games with the LAR by them that these point totals, and I think last week was the same way, are under 40 points. And these are the New Orleans Saints, too. Alvin Kamar, he can get 38 points all by himself. What are we doing looking at games like this that are so low, Pierre? It's been ugly. Um, for one, I don't know why the Saints are are starting Dalton. I don't. I don't get that. Uh, it made sense when when Jameis was not healthy, I guess. Um, but even so, I probably would have went to to Taysom Hill personally. But wow. yeah, if Jameis is healthy, I, he's a better quarterback than Dalton. Um, wow. I know he's kind of more turnover prone, but I I think he's hands down better. So I don't understand what De- Dennis Allen's doing there. Some folks say they were tanking, but. You know, Philadelphia has their first round pick, so it does them no good to to tank. Uh, then with the Rams, you know, they got their Super Bowl. Um, definitely some type of Super Bowl hangover. Their offensive line has been awful without Whitworth, who retired. Now they don't have Cooper Cup, who went on the IR. Is there really motivation to, to put Stafford behind a, a poor offensive line without Cooper Cup? I mean, it's dangerous to run him out there. Uh, you might just want to fold up the, the season and, you know, give it a go next year. But with that being the case, without Cup, that's a lot of targets vacated. So you got, you know, Allen Robinson, not sure he's going to get plays caught for him. But if not now, then when Skoranek, Van Jefferson, you know, they're all, you know, Allen Robinson's kind of pricey, 5,600. But Van Jefferson, 4,500. Uh, Skoranek, you know, 3,900. Definitely could be in play. Uh, they could run the ball a bit more. It's just, I don't know, the Rams are kind of bad, aren't they? Yeah, I think Skoranek is the the guy to look at. He had seven targets last week. If Wolford's back there, maybe, maybe, you know, they had that connection from being on the number two squad, you know, during the, during the practice times and stuff like that. (laughs) I'm serious. I mean, that, that, that may be it. And we're going to look for somebody to take over that Cooper Cup role a little bit, because they're still going to have that. Uh, Well, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. But, um. It seemed to me when I've watched the Rams games that Skoranek was the guy that kind of did that stuff behind the line of scrimmage, ran those little slants and stuff. That ain't Allen Robinson. That ain't Van Jefferson. We know what those guys are. And so if it's going to be somebody, maybe it's Skoranek. And and I, I hear what you're saying about the running backs and trying to get this situation, maybe trying to pinpoint it, but it, we haven't been able to do that all year. And yeah. I, Henderson looked like the guy last week, but they just may give the Williams kid a bigger shot here at 4,800. I just know it's not Cam Akers. That's all I know. And true, true. And then Higby also, I mean, can't can't forget him. 
he saw eight targets, caught all eight last week. So he he might be the biggest yeah. beneficiary of no cup. And down the, the Saints side of the ball, you can always play Kamara. Um, I do still like the the Rams defense in their, their front seven quite a bit. Uh, you, you do want Dalton in to play Kamara, but he's he's not been getting the the passing down work that he got the, the few weeks before. So he's went from, you know, 10, 9, 9 targets to only four of the last two games. Uh, that showed with two, you know, pretty big losses to the, the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, Olave has a little competition now with Jarvis Landry back. So he saw six targets, which took a bit from Olave, uh, who only saw five. So Landry being back may not make uh, Olave the lock that he is. I don't know if this Jawan Johnson stuff's going to last or not. He seems to get in the end zone like every week. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, he's playable if that continues to happen. He's still only 3,100. But I, I think both defenses will probably be the, the way I go. Um, I like the Saints defense at home. Uh, given the Rams offensive line, given no Cooper Cup, I think they could be in play. And then the, the Rams also at 2,900 again. So, it's likely Andy Dalton or even Jameis Winston. Both of those guys can be turnover prone. Kevin White had two targets last game, Pierre. He, Bringing up no. your bears. <laughs> I know. I, just, I, just, I, I see his name down there, and I just think about the number one draft pick that we spent on him. <laughs> West Virginia, I remember that pick. West Virginia, Detroit at New York Giants, right? This, yeah, it's at the Giants, so mm-hmm. another East Coast game that we're looking at here. This game total, though, it's at 45, Pierre. This is at 45. This one, yeah. they, they expect a shootout here. Because uh, we'll the, the Lions are involved. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Lions, say what you will. They play better at home. I think that's been the narrative each and every time on the road. They can really tend to slow things down. Uh, they, they've muddled everything up. Pierre. They've muddled everything up. Other than one thing, I think we can go to Amon Ross St. Brown every single week, it feels like, but everything yeah. else just seems muddled. Yeah, it's tough to, to trust anyone but him. You, you see three guys in the backfield when it comes to the you know, running back by committee. They got three tight ends they're rolling out. So he's the the one constant. You know, He's seen nine-plus targets the last three weeks since he's been healthy. Uh, big game against your Bears. Um, could see that replicate here against the, the Giants. His price is starting to come back up. So after being below 7K three straight weeks, he's up to 7,200. Uh, so his price is up. Watch uh, Jamal Williams was out with an illness. So depending on what that illness is, you know, um, you could see DeAndre Swift actually get the the, the snaps that he should be getting, <laughs> given mm-hmm. his talent. Uh, and at 6,100, that'd be a really good price uh, on DeAndre Swift, especially against the Giants who have struggled against the run at times this year. Uh, so watch the Jamal Williams uh, news throughout the week. And if so, if he's out, you know, that that's definitely a chance to load up on DeAndre Swift. Yeah, DeAndre Swift is definitely in play there with something like that. So I, I, I like what you're saying there. And, of course, we could always go to Saquon Barkley and maybe Pierre as well. Uh, if Bellinger comes back, which he, his eye injury may have him still sidelined this time, but if he comes back, I like the 3,200. I think after a big eye injury like that, they're going to want to give him, you know, find him the end zone, give him a touchdown to kind of pay off his rehabilitation stuff. And maybe for Detroit, Brock Wright might be the guy that has led the tight end room now after Hawkinson's uh, departure. So maybe Brock Wright is the guy we can also look at at 3,000. I mean, he should be, but that, that first game about Hawkinson, uh, both the other tight ends, Zilstra and Mitchell, were the two that yeah. scored. Um, well, so now we've had one week of each, but yeah, he's on the field more, so it should be Brock Wright. 
Uh, Bellinger, potentially, yeah, if he's back, 3,200, not bad. Um, if he's out, I still like Tanner Hudson. Um, he seems to be one of the, the pass-catching backs. Uh, he's gotten eight and five points. He's still below uh, 3K himself. Uh, one, one particular play I'm curious about at wide receiver for the Giants is uh, Kenny Galladay. <laughs> That's what you said last week, Kenny Galladay. Uh, I mean, I thought, but he he gave they gave him two chances. He dropped them both. He went back to the bench. Uh, so that was short lived. But it's actually uh, Isaiah Hodgins. Um, he's a minimum salary at 3K. Uh, saw 60-plus percent of the snaps. Oh boy. Um, he only saw two targets, but he caught two. But he came over from Buffalo. He was uh, with the Bills uh, prior to this season. He was with them even in, in training camp and through the preseason. So I'm thinking Brian DeBoe has some some familiarity with him. Given that, you know, Galladay's right back on the injury like report, this. you got Wendell Robinson who's questionable as well. Um, oh. As a sneaky bottom-of-the-barrel type of, of play, I like Isaiah Hodgins at 3K. I like that. I, I, you know how I am, man. I, 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 boy, he's going to bounce my kids, Watkins. Hey, by the way, if you're in redraft leagues, just check your redraft board there. Jameson Williams um, is a couple of weeks away from being uh, taken off of IR, mm -hmm. and so he might be able to help out there towards the end of the season. Same so, with uh, DJ Shark. So I hear he's getting okay. close also. So okay. watch that name again as well. Boy, that's gonna be Detroit's gonna be fun to watch at the end of the year. I'm sorry, they're gonna <laughs> nothing to play yeah. for. Gonna be fun to watch. <laughs> I agree. Stackable games for sure. Las Vegas dead at Denver. <laughs> we went from fun to watch to the Raiders and the Broncos. Well, it's 41 and a half point total. We don't have a lot. We got some 30 games in here, and now there's a 41 and a half point total. But Pierre, we just can't play anybody against the Denver Broncos, and the only people that we can play from the Denver Broncos nowadays seem to be the defense from the Denver Broncos. Yeah, their defense is stellar. Um, I mean, you can still play talent. I, I don't know if I played Jacobs, but someone like Devontae Adams, they're playable. I mean, if you look at earlier this year, like Josh Jacobs yep, against Denver, you remember what he did? Uh, I was going to look at it real quick because I went, oh, they played against there. I'm going to I'm going to. Go off. I'm gonna not looking, not looking. 35 DraftKings points. I have no idea. Pretty close. 37 and a half. So okay, okay. I mean, this is against that that Broncos defense. 28 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns. Another five catches for 31 yards. Not sure he's gonna to do that again, but I mean, yep. he's done it before. So why not? I know this one's up in the the altitude in Denver, but uh, it's just a, a matchup. Sometimes folks can take advantage of it. So I don't mind taking a shot because these guys are. A lot of people are going to have that thought process about the Denver Broncos defense and how good they are. We obviously just saw them stuff down Derrick Henry and ruin my own lineup last week. Uh, so they could definitely stuff a, a Josh Jacobs. But at the same time, uh, these guys may not be played. When I say them, it's him, you know, Devontae Adams. They might be lower, lower owned, lower roster than usual. Both these guys put up 20 plus points. Uh, with Jacobs, obviously, the 35-plus against the Broncos before. So you could definitely go back to them uh, with a team that really has their back against the wall after losing to Jeff Saturday and the Coats uh, last Sunday. You know, I, Russell Wilson has to have a get-right week some one of these weeks. 
The Las Vegas Raiders have been playing. Week 11, I mean. (laughs) And and it's just, they have, he has to have a get right week. He's 5,800. Russell Wilson is 5,800 against the Raiders. Matt Ryan just put up 22 DraftKings points against these very same Raiders. You would think this might be a week where Russell Wilson and Sutton and a Dolchich could just be very stackable, Pierre. And it's a, I think this is going to be a low own game. I don't think a lot of people are going to play folks from this game. And again, looking at that first matchup, 32 to 23 was the total. That's a pretty, it's a pretty big That's score. Pretty good, You're looking yeah. at 55 points. Uh, Russell Wilson's best game of the year came against these Raiders um, there in Las Vegas, 27.4 fantasy points. So, I mean, if it's a time to get right, if you want perhaps a, a lower roster game stack, this is probably the one, even more so if if Judy's out, like that opens up Sutton to kind of get the usage yeah. he got earlier in the year uh, when Judy was 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 hurt. And he, he left that game against Tennessee and Sutton saw 11 targets. Didn't do much with him, but I mean, getting 11 targets is great for someone at, at 6K and same for, for uh, Dolchich. Like he, he really let a lot of people down. Um, he had one big play early where Russ overthrew him. He was like wide open. Probably would have walked in and, and Russ overthrew him deep. Uh, but again, another good bounce back spot. So this is a, a sneaky game that a lot of people probably won't be on that has the talent available in the game that can put up high upside. And the narrative coming out of the Vegas area is that, you know, the team is kind of quitting, you know, and, and the coaches in flux might get fired after a year. Might not even make it through this entire is this this I, I'm looking at a I'm looking at a Russ Sultan Dolchich and running it back with a Morrow stack right here, buddy. Woo! <laughs> I like it. Uh, you have Derek Carr crying at the end of the, the, the game. <laughs> oh, again. Don't do that. Derek Carr's a, a good kid. I do That's like a, Derek Carr, but I mean, it just shows like they're they're frustrated. They're, they're working hard. They're putting their bodies on the line. And, you know, they've blown, like, double-digit leads in multiple games. And they brought in Devontae Adams. They extended, you know, Carr. Yep. They got to figure something out. Those Davis those Davis men, don't they don't play around there in Oakland or in Las Vegas. Yeah, I wonder what Derek Carr looks like in an Indianapolis Colt uniform. Matt Dallas. <laughs> He's that type. Don't do that. He's the type of guy <laughs> that we've ended up with. Like, the last I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I was trying to think of who he was going to go play for. I was going to the Jets, maybe. And then I went, oh, it's the Colts. That fits perfect. <laughs> yeah, Matt Ryan's going to retire. And sure enough, we're not going to have a high enough pick to get a young guy. And, oh, yeah. Derek Carr. That's right. Dallas at Minnesota. <laughs> 47 and a half point total for this one, Pierre. Dallas and Minnesota. This game looks like a fun game, too. I, I, I had so much fun watching that Minnesota-Buffalo game last week. That was a lot of fun. And, and looking at this one right here, this looks like a, a place where w- this is going to be a very popular, popular game because there's a lot of offensive weapons here. To me, I'm I'm worried because I think CeeDee Lamb, maybe this is a letdown game for him because he was fed with that many targets, or is this a game where he starts you know, last week where it, it just continues to put him on a roll for the rest of the year, Pierre? I think it's continuing. Um, this is who folks expected him to be. Uh, it's this type of target type guy, especially once they, they got rid of Amari Cooper. Um, and we've just seen, you know, Minnesota, you know, gave up pretty big game for Diggs. He didn't get in the end zone, but he had like 12 catches, 100 plus yards himself. Uh, and Lambs is in, in the same matchup. They're indoors now. And I think that's something that folks are going to consider. So you look at 
these outdoor games, you know, in Baltimore, oh, yeah. in Buffalo, in New England, even the Giants and, you know, Detroit, this East Coast out, outdoors. So a lot of folks are going to be targeting these indoor games so they don't have to worry about wind, don't have to worry about weather. And when you look at the fact that two of the indoor games are the highest two totals, that's where a lot of people are going to gravitate to. Okay. Uh, from a roster ship and ownership. So I do think Lamb's going to be in play. 7500 still a really good price on him as well. Uh, so he's definitely for sure has the, the capability of replicating, duplicating what he did last week. Which one of these quarterbacks do you like better, Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins to build a stack around? Uh, probably Cousins because I like his weapons a little more. He has more than just Jefferson. He has a, a Thielen. Hawkinson now uh, that he can throw to mm-hmm. price. You're going to save $500 okay. indoors. I think the Vikings are a better team. The fact that they're underdogs at home uh, being eight and one is kind of a slap in the face. Uh, so I think they're going to, they're going to feel that way too. So I know the the Cowboys defense can really get after you, but you just kind of saw Aaron Rodgers have this little coming out party a bit with, with Christian Watson against the Cowboys. So I think cousins and, Jefferson or Thielen are, are probably be in play this week, and I prefer Cousins over Dak. And we're staying away from the running backs. Uh, out really tough run defenses here, right here. Plus, uh, the the Dallas backfield might get mucked up with uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, yeah, Zeke would ruin <laughs> a lot of things. Uh, yeah, we'd love plays, to play Pollard. But, yeah, yeah, if Zeke's out, you can still go back to Pollard. His price didn't change for some reason at sixty five hundred. So if no Zeke, go back to Pollard. If Zeke's back. Uh, I would get a little worried about Pollard. And then Dalvin Cook, I don't I don't think folks are realizing like his usage has been crazy these last few weeks. And I know Madison got a bit more involved uh, against Buffalo. He had the game against his brother, which I don't know how I didn't think about that. I'm a big narrative guy, so the fact that he was playing against his brother, James Cook, didn't, mm-hmm. didn't register. But you look at, you know, basically every other week he's put up 20 plus 20 plus points. Uh, he's due for not putting up 20 this week, but he's still Dalvin Cook. Again, you got to take advantage of when folks aren't playing good players that aren't in terrible matchups that can still, you know, hit their yeah. hit their ceiling. Um, and Dalvin Cook was one that people didn't play last week because they saw the Bills and the red number. But he's still Dalvin Cook. You know, Jonathan Taylor still Jonathan Taylor. I think Devontae Adams was like 3% because of Stephon Gilmore. So if you can get these guys, these players – Okay. Uh, lower roster, lower owned, that are still really good players. You can also self give yourself a leg up on the field when people are going to chalkier players, more popular plays that aren't as talented or or just as talented as these guys that no one else is playing. I will say KJ Osborne and uh, Michael Gallup both had those like seven target kind of games. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they they were both targeted a lot. They didn't do a lot with them, but the targets were there to kind of justify that pri- those price tags of fifty one hundred for Gallup and four K for KJ Osborne. I don't know if I'm looking at in their direction necessarily because they do have some tight ends that they could go to in this one. And Hawkinson's mm-hmm. usage has been off the charts, but man, that fifty three hundred is starting to get him a little bit out of my range. Yeah, I mean, it's a way to get different. So I always, if I'm going to stack uh, a quarterback, I learned my lesson earlier this year that you need to just go ahead and play their their best player with them. Because if they're <laughs> going to have the upside type of game that you need them to have, you need to have the the player capable of giving them that boom. So like I did with Josh Allen with like Isaiah McKenzie. And of course, it was like Diggs that just went nuts. Um, 
you got to have that. If you if you expect your quarterback to go crazy, put up a a really big fantasy day, they usually bring their top guy along with them, or vice versa. Right. Uh, so if you're gonna do Cousins, I mean, you you probably want to just jam in Justin Jefferson uh, with him. If you're gonna okay. do you know Dak, you want to jam in Lamb, and then it's okay to have a, a double stack with one of these one off type of guys or with one of these tight ends because, like you mentioned, Hawkinson's getting pretty good you know usage himself. Um, with what nine and then 10 targets and even mm-hmm. like Schultz to me Schultz has always been uh, Dak's favorite target in the red zone and you're seeing these last couple games with him he's starting to get you know back into the teens fancy point wise as well Dallas's defense is down there at 3200 that seems pretty cheap for him for them going mm-hmm. against a Kirk Cousins who has a tendency to turn the ball over every once in a while yeah just a little bit mostly in prime time so uh, this is a four o'clock game. It's not at night, uh-huh. so he he might he might do a little better than yeah, usual. maybe maybe. But I did turn it over against Buffalo a time. Uh, I think last week. I, I think so. I think so. Uh, that Viking defense came up big for me in my redraft. Oh, that, that was so. Oh, I was so mad. I didn't play them. I played the Cardinals. We're we're fine. They got like nine, but everyone was playing the Vikings, and obviously Josh Allen was back. So I'm, I'm gonna get out the Vikings because Josh Allen's playing. And it was fine. Like they had about eight or nine as well up until that freaking fumble snap <laughs> easy, right there on like the buddy. half yard line. That's not freaking. It's okay. Kid friendly. Um, <laughs> on the the one yard line, they end up getting the recovery for a touchdown. So you you think that that hole right there was six points that were at it because of that botch snap there at the end of the game. <laughs> If you haven't checked out the Twitter, uh, the, the the little tweet about the, oh, I can't remember his name, but the commentator for the Vikings, he was watching it with some binoculars on, and he didn't know what happened exactly right away, but it was fun to watch the radio the commentator. Beats. Those are the worst beats. Like, those those defensive touchdowns, like, late, like, even the the Monday night game with the the Eagles and, and the Commanders, like, they, they were lateraling. And the uh, Washington Commanders picked it up, scored a touchdown at the end. That swung so many fantasy leagues. It swung a lot of the the place uh, rankings in the the DraftKings contest. Those are those are frustrating when you're not on the the winning end. And I am never on the winning end of something like that. Let it out, Pierre. Let it out. That's this right. Is the place, That's this right. This is the place to come to when you need to. Just for free zone. <laughs> Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, our last game on the slate. Another fun-looking game for a Cincinnati Bengal defense, if you ask me. 41-point total. I know the secondary was a little bit banged up before uh, the they went on a bye week, but, man, that Pittsburgh defense, they turned the ball over a lot, too. Kenny Pickett loves to throw the ball. I We got to check to see whether or not he know he could differentiate between color schemes. You know what I mean? Like, it just <laughs> doesn't seem like he, he has it down pat. Pierre, this looks like another great spot for Joe uh, Joseph Burrow. Right now, and I, I, it says Chase is out. Is that right? Is he, is he out? Out? I guess. Yeah, he's, he's out. not due back until week twelve, so he's okay. he's got one more week. Okay, all right, he's out. Out. So that uh, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, we're looking to do those guys this week. Uh, Hurst, uh, uh, how are we how are we stacking this one up? Because you got to stack. You got to take advantage of this. Yeah, if you want Burrow, it's got to go through Higgins or Boyd. Um, I don't know if I want Burrow. So they, they played week one, and they they lost. <laughs> they lost to the Steelers, and, and one reason that is, is is what the Steelers got back last week, and that's T.J. Watt. He's a difference maker. Like, on the defense, been the NFL defensive player of the year, he's a difference maker. They're down there at 2,300. 
I actually like the, the Steelers defense uh, quite a bit this week at, at 2,300. You look at him returning last week against the Saints, they, they put up 10 points uh, at 28. Um, you look at week one against these Bengals in Cincinnati, they put up 26 fancy points. Uh, the Bengals offensive line has struggled, you know, quite a bit to, to protect Burrow. They did, you know, run to Carolina and were able to run the ball with Mixon up and down the field. I don't think they'll be able to do that as easily uh, against the Steelers, especially with Watt back. So I actually like the the Steelers defense quite a bit at, at 2,300. Um, but if you do want the Bengals, it's it's a pretty pretty short target tree with with both yeah. Higgins and Boyd, as you stated, or Mixon out of the backfield, who's actually been averaging like five to six targets now himself. Uh, the last few games and coming off the 58 piece. <laughs> I'm not sure he'll do that again, but uh, I don't mind mixing uh, if you don't want to go with the passing attacks and chase is going to be out. I wish Warren was cheaper. He's 4,900, but he kind of seems to be taking over that backfield a little bit. And Najee's a little bit banged up is himself. He? Uh, uh, huh? Do you think he's taking that over? I, I don't know. I mean, Najee's a little bit hurt or something. He had nine attempts. He's got, uh, I guess that's about it, three targets last game as well. So I, I don't know. The, the the buzz is coming out of the, the area. The, they're talking about it more and more. But here's the thing. I don't I don't know how much they're going to ever run the football. You know what I mean? They, like, yeah. they're just not a running team. Well, people say, like, he's taking over, but Najee Harris got 20. 20, 20 targets. Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what taking over means to others, but <laughs> someone getting 20 carries isn't, isn't exactly losing his job. So, I don't know. Um, he's still got 60% of the snaps. That's just tough. But, I mean, if you want to go Warren, go for it. I won't be on him. I just paid the, the extra 600 for the 11 additional carries uh, from, from <laughs> Najee Harris. I was thinking about it being banged up too. They talk about his knee and and uh, but he practiced in full. He practiced in full. Yeah, he's banged up. I, they said his foot was like broken or something to start the year, and he still played in that game. I don't know. Um, I know he's getting the the Trent Richardson treatment. Like folks seen Trent Richardson again, the Bama boy, really good first year. It looked like on paper. Uh, with the Browns in the second year, just kind of fell off. Of course, the coach trade for him and. You know, the fall off continued uh, with that starting to be the the rumblings with Najee Harris that he's the next Trent Richardson. I'm not sure that's the case, um, but I don't, I don't think you can say that Jalen Warner's taking over based on the actual I'm, data. I'm corrected, duly corrected. I parroted that from all the narratives that are out there. I agree. Okay. All right. You got me, Pierre. You got me. But so you're right with, with Pickett. He, he airs it out. So, I mean, it's good to have a guy that just takes – Chances kind of like a Brett Favre used to do where it may not be the the best decision, but he's he's going to give his folks a chance. And with that being said, you got to consider, you know, Deontay Johnson still. You got to consider George Pickens. Those are really the, the main two weapons. They didn't throw the ball like I thought they would. But, I mean, without Claypool, they should continue to see uh, more action, especially if they get behind. So they were leading a good portion of that Saints game. If they get behind the Bengals here and they're forced to throw the ball, um, it's really just going to be, you know, Pickens, Johnson, and then Fryer move at tight end. Um, so just keep that in mind. Ugly total here at 40 and a half, but I think the, the best play for me right now is the Steelers defense at that price. 
I could see staying away from this game. Just a lot of weirdness going on, interdivisional rivalry and stuff like that. They know both teams know each other very well. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's one of those games to stay away from. All right, Pierre, uh, we're looking to build a lineup here. I'll remind everybody to follow the show at FI today with a little underscore. We'll ask you to like the show, to comment on the show on whatever listening platform you like to listen to that show on or this show on the DFS Streamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. You can follow me as well at Lofinet on Twitter. And don't forget to follow Pierre. At Peewee31, he loves taking questions, too, if you got any questions. And don't forget that uh, hopefully <laughs> it'll be attached to this pinned tweet over on the FI Today, uh, Othla underscore over on Twitter. Uh, hopefully the contest will be pinned up there. We keep <clears> filling <throat> it up each and every week, Pierre. So we, we got to make that bigger at some point. We got to make it bigger, buddy. But uh, hey, build, build me a lineup here. I, I We played the game quarterback or bust, I guess, for me to be able to pick this out. Uh, for who you are going to pick at quarterback. And I'm looking over all of our options here now. Oh, man, I don't think I talked you into a Matt Ryan. And I can tell by the test, I don't think I talked you into a Russell Wilson either. I'm going to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields? One of the two. I'm going to say Kirk Cousins. The latter, because if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Don't fix it. Is it Justin and Fields or bust? Is it Justin uh, Fields? He's still seventy six hundred. He's put up forty points back to back weeks. What, now what he's was indoors against the Falcons? Are you kidding me? What Cooper Cup? No matter what. So it's Justin Fields uh, and uh, eating meals. I don't know. <laughs> Justin Fields until the wheels fall off. There you go. So <laughs> no broken wheels. No broken wheels. <laughs> you're looking at four weeks. You know, twenty four plus points. Even without the forty burger. So yes, it's Fields. And similar to the the trend, I'm going to pair him up with Komet. I've made that mistake two weeks in a row trying to get the receiver right. I'm just going to go with Komet, fill up the tight end spot. So Phil's with Komet, going to run it back with with the revenge. Uh, Give me Cordell Patterson at running back, 6,200. Gives me the part of that game there. Uh, I want a part of the other total that's indoors. So give me CeeDee Lamb, 7,500 for the Cowboys there. And I'm going to go Thielen. Um, didn't get to talk to him too much, but I really like Adam Thielen in this matchup. I think they'll, they'll try to shadow Jefferson like they did last year where they only put up four points against the Cowboys. It was Thielen's day. So give me Thielen at 5,500 to be a little bit different. Uh, love Garrett Wilson's price. Uh, watch the weather with New England. Uh, but Garrett Wilson, 4,900 there for the, the Jets. Give me him. Give me – I got to pick on the Texans. Give me Gibson, 5,600 for Antonio Gibson. Pick on the, the Texans run defense. Going to get – give me Gus Edwards. He's back at practice today, looks like. Uh, either him or Kendron, Kenyon Drake should be in play here against Carolina. Uh, big team total for Ravens, so give me Gus Edwards. And close it out, Saints. Give me the Saints defense against the Rams. They're, they're kind of throwing in the towel. No Cooper Cups. So that gives me Fields, Gus Edwards, Cordero Patterson, CeeDee Lamb. Adam Thielen, Garrett Wilson, Cole Komet, Antonio Gibson, Saints defense. Woo, I like that. I can see how we can stack that up there. I like it, Pierre. Good job by you, my friend. And and everybody, make sure you get over there to the DFS Dreamer contest just to, to get over there early, all right, because we're filling it up. And, and sometimes I sit there and I wait until Wednesday afternoon, or I'm sorry, it's like Saturday afternoon. I'm like, oh, boy, it's almost – I got to get in there, you know fun here on the dfs streamer podcast on a wednesday afternoon we got the rest of the week fit fam to go out there and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today